slalom took over, right? Yeah. Where, when did that happen? Was it because you couldn't learn flips or was the slalom, you know, extravaganza already starting? So this, this is such a cool story, I think, because I don't think anybody really has my story when it comes to how did I get decent on a slalom ski. So, and that's why you're on the water ski podcast. <laughs> so I graduated from Alabama in 2017. Um, and I was at the time I was in a really serious relationship with a guy who lived down here where I live now, West Palm area. So um, I kind of just figured I was going to move to South Florida. And I was like, well, that's good because they're skiing in South Florida. So I'll get to ski a little bit. And, you know, my brother had worked with Chet Raley a lot. And so mm-hmm. I had skied with Chet a couple times, but I wouldn't say he was my coach at the time. Um, and so I graduated, I moved down here. Um, and then my parents one day, they, they called me and they said, hey, we, we bought a house 10 minutes from Okahili, um because we didn't want to be like far from you, you know, down the road. And I was like, Okay, I guess I'm getting no space, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, good, mom. Good yeah. choice. <laughs> so they um, they bought a house down here, and they moved the boat down here, and they were still living in Chicago at the time. So they had this, you know, basically their retirement plan all set up with a ski boat. And um, I took a couple sets with Chet here and there just to like ski, and they were slalom sets because I was so at a loss for what to do with trick skiing and if i couldn't get better what was i really going to do because that's how i was raised right so i wasn't going to keep doing the same run i'd really maxed out everything i was capable of um and i started skiing with chad a little bit and then my dad would come down here and visit and he would pull me at O'Keeley a little bit but i mean i was getting one and a half at 35. Like, if you needed somebody to fall at two ball at 35, I was your girl. Nice. <laughs> Loose line, going to fall right to the inside. So it was more something to do. And I wanted to be around skiing. Like, I liked skiing. Um, but I wasn't getting any better. And then one day, the boyfriend was like, you know, I don't really like how much time you're spending at the lake with these guys. Like, I really think you need to rethink this part of your life. And I was just like, peace out, threw the ski in the car. I was like, I'm done with this. (laughs) This is like not even a conversation. And that for me was kind of a big moment because I was like, okay, I just broke up with somebody who was very serious for skiing. I probably should do something with my skiing then. (laughs) And that's that's what I want to get to because you were at a bit of a lost moment in skiing it sounded like you know like you you decided that you know trick skiing wasn't going anywhere slaloming let's face it like for someone with an achievement oriented you know philosophy you weren't there yet so i'm so curious what made you put the ski in the in the car and and rush away from that place like why why was skiing well so this this is like the this story is the moment so i was at chet's um i was skiing and i was maybe scrapping through a 35 here and there with him you know but definitely getting a lot of my one and a half and two at 35s and he dropped me at so i'm getting one and a half at 35 mateo right he drops me at the end of the lake and he was like do you know how many of the top female slalom skiers in the world over the past 20 years, like I have coached in one way or another. And 
I was like, well, I've got, you know, kind of got like an idea of it. And he started to list them all off, you know, and you, you could honestly on one hand list the ones he hasn't. It's such a small pool of people who have you know, never at one point worked with Chet Rayleigh. And he was like, here's the thing. You're smart enough. You are strong enough. You've got the drive and the ability, but you're going to have to do all of the work because I could make you one of the best skiers in the world. He's like, now here's the deal. And this is why I love Chet. And I think this is something that people might misunderstand about him is he's very, very direct when he coaches me. And a lot of people think that it's, it's harsh because you shouldn't mm -hmm. talk to girls like that. Um, but the caveat they're missing is he tells me the truth, but I know he's not passing judgment on me when he tells me that truth. And so I'm very, very safe in that moment. And yeah. so he said to me, here's the deal, you know, you're 30 pounds overweight, you're gonna have to lose weight, you're fat. He said, your head is a mess, like you've gotta get your head straightened out. This anxiety, depression, like bullshit that you're telling yourself you have, you have to get that sorted out. And then he said, you know, you learned how to slalom wrong, so we have to unlearn everything and relearn everything. But yeah. you could be one of the best in the world. And I was like, okay, that's like three things. That's only three things, like, right? I could do that. <laughs> right. Just three small things. Yeah, right? just three little things. And that moment, I was like, based on his track record, I believe you. I think if anybody else had said that to me, I would be like, bullshit. But I was like, you know, he's been doing this for 40 years. He's seen a thing or two. Okay. And what's the worst thing that is going to happen? I don't get any better. Nobody knows who I am in Islam anyway. It doesn't matter. Yep. You know, I mean, I can fail and it literally doesn't matter. I have nothing to lose. So that moment and, and then, you know, the, the breakup happened at some point around then. And I was like, OK, he, he just said I have to just get into shape, like become a proper athlete. I have to get my head sorted out and I have to relearn everything and be willing to fall and to fail and over and over and over again. And that was what really started it was I, I chose to see it as an athletic experiment. Can we take somebody who's built like a slalom skier, who learned how to be a good trick skier, who is emotionally messed up, physically not in shape anymore, and can we make a professional female slalom skier out of him, out of her? Yeah. Well, like, got nothing to lose. <laughs> experiment was a success, apparently. <laughs> right? They, no, I mean, of course. Uh, I. I was almost about to say otherwise you wouldn't be here, but that's bullshit because I interview whoever the hell I want to interview. But certainly, <laughs> you know, like there's kind of a bit of truth in that, you know, like the, the skiing world, you know, got a little bit shocked, particularly this year, right? Mm -hmm. um, so let, let's dig into that. So, okay, I, I didn't quite understand if Chad's pivotal conversation happened before or after the, the breakup. I don't, I don't know. I think it was after, I think it was after the breakup. It's so funny, like, I was thinking about this today. Somebody asked me what I scored at some event and like, I don't even remember what I ran because I'm so future oriented. Like I forget mm -hmm. important things in my own life because I get so focused on like what's next. But I think it was the breakup happened, Chet found out about the breakup and I think he saw that as his window, like, okay, let's like take our shot. And yeah. then we had that conversation 
And I mean, at the time, like I told, I told my dad that because he was planning on moving down here because um, he wanted to retire um, as early as he could. And I was like, so I'm going to need you to start pulling me and I have to figure out how to make a living and train now as a pro skier. And I think my dad a little bit was like, this is a joke, right? <laughs> right. Like you're not a solemn skier and you're out of shape and you're a wreck. Like, what are you talking about? And he's seen me get one and a half at 35 for like the past year straight. So I think he thought it was a little bit of a joke as well. I mean, the only person who really believed, I think was me and Chet for the past three years. Cause this was in 2017. This would have been May, April of 2017. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. from, you know, from then till now, I think the only people who really believed this was even possible would be him and him and I. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting because you were in an environment and in a situation where like another guest that I had who was Corey was exactly in the same place physically and in the same place skiing wise that that you were just out of college, good skier, but not competitive enough to aspire to ski pro Uh, West Palm, Okihili skiing, sometimes we chat, right? Mm -hmm. That, that, the storyline is is right there. <laughs> I tell think Chet has like an MO, honestly. You know, right. So what is, tell me a little bit about the environment. Like, I mean, clearly you guys, the two of you are success stories from that area. What works there? Is it Okihili, access, weather, a combination of everything? You know, I think, it, so I don't know how much Corey worked with Chet necessarily. Um, but for me, it was a lot of, whatever Chet says to do, I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. Like I bought in at 110% because the truth was, if I knew anything about slalom, I would have been slaloming a lot better. Right. So I just like accepted, like, fair. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to hire the guy who allegedly does and I'm going to buy in. And if it doesn't start to pay out, like then I know, but if I only buy in halfway and cherry pick his coaching, if it doesn't work, then we don't really know, is it the coaching or is it because I didn't go all in on Chet? Mm-hmm. So I think for me it was, I went all in, but also I skied so much. Like we skied, I mean, I still to every day, um, not every day, but the five days I ski with my dad, my sets are 12 past sets minimum. Like right. just rep, like I have to get reps in because I have, so little experience in slalom compared to the other girls I stand on the dock with. So I think that at O'Keeley, because you do have five slalom courses, um, there's always a place to ski. And if you're willing to put in the time on the water and, and put in the work, then yeah, you can get better really quickly because it's really just about spending enough time on the water attempting to do at least the right things. And I think it compounds success and we have better weather, we have access to a lot of things. So if you're willing to put in that work, this is like the place to do it. It's, it's almost like if you need to get better faster than what's possible, like at an accelerated pace, this is honestly an ideal environment to do so. 